0: Welcome to our source podcast, The Week in Review. The first source podcast under a new government. My name is Michael Crutcher, joined as always by Jordan McDonald. Jordan, welcome. Hi, Michael. We're post-election. We've spoken a lot about election in the lead-up to this, but we'll probably leave a lot of that to Professor Simon Jackman. Yes. Who will join us for the next couple of days for a podcast. Professor Simon Jackman... Uh, former professor of political science at Stanford but grew up in the same suburb as Simon I went to the same school as Simon Um, and it's great to catch up with him and get his insights. He's living back in Australia now so we'll do our election stuff there and for this week we'll look at a bunch of other things which we have spoken about a bit over the our time on this podcast, Jordan, but one of them in particular is some new figures about streaming and we keep talking here all the time about the way that audiences are changing how they consume content and, of course, streaming being the one that we've been so interested in in many ways. But what are the new figures that are out this week that give us another, I I guess, insight into what's happening with streaming?
1: Right, well, streaming has broken into the 30% of total, um, uh, total percentage of people watching TV. So Nielsen's did a TV viewing report for April and um, it found that streaming for the first time broke into the 30% uh, and TV and cable, whilst both still have the majority at 37 and 25% respectively, they both suffered um, decreases. Now, So this is figures in the US? Yes, these are US figures. But... We often
0: look at these US figures because, yep. one, there's uh, obviously a bigger mass there than here, mm-hmm. so they give us a better idea sometimes, but also because we've noticed obviously over time that you know, the trends in the US are normally always reflected here, if not yeah. at the same time, but but soon after.
1: There is some crossover. So there's, there was um, three key parts to the findings um, that led to the, the increase for streaming, now, i mentioned that broadcast and cable still hold the majority, but they both saw decreases. We'll look at broadcast quickly first. So, so
0: broadcast is for people
1: who don't know. That's your free-to-air TV. Yep, yep. yep, that's the one. So they were down about 3% for TV viewership, uh, for viewership pardon me, uh, and that was driven primarily by the declines in the dramas TV category, and that, that particular category dropped about 14%. So... That's because the US is sort of approaching the end of that broadcast season. So, finales are, are happening or have already happened. Networks are extending current seasons, maybe with, with some repeats, sort of things like that. Yeah, so the season ended yesterday, I
0: think, and yeah. it's sort of going into the summer in the US, so they'll have their, uh, put their feet up for a little bit. That's but it,
1: like a lot yeah. of the sports too, they've concluded or they're, they're nearing their end of the season there. So... Um, yeah, it brought the the category down about thirty eight percent compared to, to previous months. So we're looking at cable then next. They were down two and a half percent as well. Um, sports really kept them afloat, so they still hold the majority. They kept them afloat, but um, that that was thanks to the the NCAA college basketball and the NBA, obviously. Um, but yeah, news was really down. Never the seventeen percent. Despite the ongoing major news events like you know Russia's invasion yeah. of Ukraine. But more interestingly, and the focus of this piece was the the streaming. And that was driven heavily by the increase in this category called the other streaming category. And that's made up of all the new entrants into the streaming space yep. that haven't quite made that 1% breakthrough market share for TV viewership. Yep. Um but they're there, and they're, they've, they've picked up a lot of momentum. So, like I said, there's a lot of new entrants. HBO actually just in that last that last month, they picked up their one percent market share, so they're into the, the into the overall graph now at the moment. Um, but the other platforms who uh, haven't, um, they increased massively. So Peacock and Apple TV were what the main two. Peacock was up eleven percent, and Apple TV Plus up. Nearly eight. So Peacock's a bit – it's an NBC streaming
0: service, so it's a bit like um, a free-to-wear Channel 7, Channel 9 here in Australia.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So this will be the space to watch these other other streaming platforms as they start to gain traction with consumers in the US, whether or not that will branch out and you know influence Australians or other countries like that. We'll see. It's interesting that
0: you talk about even in cable TV – saying that the NCAA college basketball and the NBA helped out there and there was a press release that NBC put out yesterday coming to the end of the, I guess, the free-to-air TV season as such yep. over there yep. um, to say that uh, a record for the top show for the year, the top repeating show, which is NBC's Sunday Night Football the NFL wins for uh, in the key metrics for an 11th consecutive year, unprecedented. So, 11 consecutive years. So, um, now extends the record according to NBC, it's their press release, so it's their, <laughs> their data. Uh, 11 years in a row now, Sunday night football. Um, previous to that, six years in a row, American Idol. Oh, um, really? Five years in a row, The Cosby Show and All in the Family, four years in a row, Gunsmoke going back to the 1950s. Wow. So obviously different numbers there. But the interesting part of that is just to see, again, that reliance on sport. Yeah, and, you know, if sport ever goes on to be, say, purely available on streaming services, how does that then um, skew the landscape there? And we've seen in the US, we've mentioned briefly on this podcast before, the controversy over some Major League Baseball games being only available on Apple TV. Mm -hmm. So there's two games every Friday night in the US, Saturday morning out time, which you can only watch your Apple TV nowhere else. Even if you subscribe to the Major League Baseball, um, uh, I guess, streaming service, those games you can't get through there. So there's this move that way, and we saw Apple TV um, increasing its numbers, Mm -hmm. even though it's pretty flimsy in Australia. Yeah, I I agree. There's not much on there, Apple TV, but if you start to get sport there, um, you can watch that. Now, overnight as well... um, In the US, their annual Star Wars celebration began, which is like a three- or four-day conference, in-person conference, (laughs) where a whole bunch of people get dressed up in Star Wars gear. uh, And they go along and they have the likes of Harrison Ford was there and other Star Wars actors who come and talk. That would be pretty cool for the the mega fans, for sure. The mega fans love it. Now, you can... I went and checked this out a couple of weeks ago. You can pay to get your photo taken with these Star Wars actors. Oh, can you? Yeah, it's about... Would it be cheap? about 200 us i didn't see harrison ford on there but a whole bunch of other Star wars actors you can basically get your photo taken with them you've got to prepay and you get your photo taken and i guess and you just show your friends or something yeah right Um, it's an expensive photo they're not selfies they're they're, proper yeah yeah they're old day polaroids or whatever they would have been but so this is his star wars celebration it's a big deal But at the Star Wars celebration they did a a bunch of announcements about um, new Star Wars shows and a a few streaming shows that no one had predicted or one at least. Um, Others had sort of leaked out. But maybe I'm counting four different streaming shows that will begin in the next 12 or so months and no movies. No movies. So in Australia, you'll find them on Disney+. Plus. So again, mm-hmm. Star Wars moving away from the movie theatre um, and into this streaming service where you have to watch it. Now, for Star Wars fans, Obi-Wan Kenobi, a series set between episode three of the movies in episode four starts, I think, tonight in Australia. Okay. Um, a six-episode series, which I know my boys and a bunch of Star Wars fans are very excited about. So, again, where's streaming go here? How do we watch our content? How much do Free to Air TV want to keep up with their traditional spot? Um, What happens with the movies? Funnily enough, Harrison Ford this morning at the Star Wars celebration did talk about um, and release a, a, a publicity shot from Indiana Jones 5. Which is, of course, a movie that comes out in the cinemas next year. Right. But it's 12 months or so away. So all of these interesting things about how we consume content, um, but the role of sport, the role of these, instead of a, a say, Star Wars movie episode... Would it be three and a half? Mm. It's a six-episode TV series. Streaming, it's streaming. So, yep. I, I will keep watching what happens here. We'll keep trying to get data in Australia. Again, it's a bit different in Australia. The US data gives us mass and gives us a good idea of trending. But uh, you know, I don't know. Do you, with say your mates, do you say look forward to? going to the movies together as we had to when I was your age because uh, that's what you did. Or then again, Stranger Things uh, Series 4 begins tonight as well. But what do you do? Do you get together as mates to watch movies? Do you watch streaming shows? What do you do? do?
1: My mates, my close mates, we actually have a little – we have an obsession with going to the movies. It's actually a thing we like to do together. Um, and I still enjoy it personally. Uh, you know that It's like a nostalgic experience still. You go there, you know, it's, it's all the carpet, the lollies, the popcorn. It's still, it's fantastic. Uh, I don't mind watching the movie at home, but we'll definitely opt for the movies if we can. Yeah. Absolutely. I guess when I was younger, if you
0: didn't go to the movies, you sort of had to wait had to six wait. months. Yeah, for the DVD <laughs> or the video.
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You
0: had to either watch it now or you might miss out on a whole bunch of conversations with your mates. Whereas now you can sort of maybe two months' time, you can stream that movie um, legitimately because mm-hmm. um, we never did the pirate thing because we're far too oh, upstanding yes. for that. Yeah, so it was either <laughs> you know, watch it in in person at yes. the movies or wait. But I think things are changing. Keep watching this space because uh, I think it says a lot about how we consume content and then what that means for things that we all watch, sport, um, dramas, etc. Now... Another interesting thing which is um, a bit of an annual uh, exercise is a reputation, poll, Jordan, and just about, again, in the US, but some brands that we know really well here – about how some really well-known brands in the world rank when it comes to their reputation. So we've got 100 brands here. Yes. It's been done by the Harris Poll, yep. an annual survey, and as uh, I said, a lot of people have been polled. So tell us about what's come out in this poll.
1: Yeah, right. So the, the Harris Poll, you know, it's, it surveys and finds the 100 most visible brands in America, and then it ranks them based on criteria like trust, ethics, product and service and culture, Um, And they're sort of graded then in five different levels, you know, excellent, very good, good, fair, poor, and then very poor. Um, Most scored pretty good, good or very good actually, Um, but nine brands got excellent, eight got very poor or poor. I just want to have a look at a couple of them and I'll be pretty quick... Um, Top of the list is Trader Joe's. So number one, Trader Joe's. Yeah, Trader Joe's. And I'm, I'm not too familiar with Trader no. Joe's, but I know it's an American chain of grocery stores. Yep. But among the criteria, they topped the ranking for trust and citizenship and then fourth in both ethics and growth. So as a business, you'd obviously be pretty pleased with the ranking, knowing that Americans consider you to be the most trustworthy brand yeah. that they encounter. Others in that excellent, there's only nine of them, were Toyota, Samsung, Honda, Hershey's company, and Amazon. Yeah. Now, just a bit further down the list in the good ranking, I wanted to have a look at Nike. Um, their ethics, citizenship, and culture scores really impacts their rating. So Americans love that product, and they, they indicated that with giving it the 16th spot on the list yep. for, for product, but they don't agree with the way that Nike manufactures their products right, so obviously dragged that down that dragged it down a fair bit now a notable mention in the list was Disney because they suffered a huge drop they went from 37th last year to 65th this year so it's about the, the fact that companies that were sort of seen to act in a calculating manner instead of being clear didn't really resonate well with Americans and Disney was sort of caught up in something like that. It was, you know, around a sensitive issue in Florida where they made comment uh, later on when they agreed, or so when they said it originally that they wouldn't uh, and that's believed to have impacted their, their rating a fair bit. So this is um, brands that are brought into things that are
0: politically sensitive. Correct. And basically in the eyes of audiences just make a hash of it. Yep. And so Disney free fall, we'll call this free fall because it's 37th to 65th. It's a massive drop. Um, which is a big <coughs> drop. It is. It's it's really interesting, this area, because I don't reckon we would have had the same conversation 10 years ago. But brands that we see it increasingly now, they get brought into different political things. Now, it can be things that are brought up um, to do... In, with their own companies in the way they treat certain um, areas. It might be gender policy, it might be um, the way that they portray characters, mm-hmm. et cetera, that type of thing. We've seen the Dr Seuss books over the years um, be brought into this area here. And I still think that some of these companies, um, they seem paralysed in what they should do and what they shouldn't do. Yep. They're trying Probably very... A good word for it. Yeah, know. they're trying to say, well, if we do this, what will the reaction be? Rather than... Yep. They're making the decision based on the best reaction. They're not making a decision based on um, uh, what they think's right well, yeah. on the best reaction, which might sound a bit like the election the last uh, few <laughs> weeks, but that's me being cynical. So, w- w- you know, how to... I guess how to broach these. And I think sometimes too, what you get in these situations are views from say the board members, Mm -hmm. views from the executive of an organisation and then you'd have what you haven't had before and that is employees who have access to social media and are not afraid to get out there and say things. And maybe the employee's view changes from the executive or the board and then you get what is of course conflict and media loves conflict. Mm -hmm. So does social media.
1: Yes, they
0: do. So, uh, speaking of social media, these social media companies are on the list as well.
1: Yes, yeah, so we have looked at the excellent, the good, and I wanted to have a look at the very poor. And, um, I mean, it wasn't that surprising to me, but Facebook, Twitter and TikTok were three of the companies, or the brands, pardon me, in that bottom eight of the list. Now I can understand why Facebook's there and perhaps Twitter as well. It's not the not the most enjoyable platform, but TikTok <laughs> surprised me a little bit. On the same TikTok given very much how surprising. popular it is. Yeah. It scored in the nineties in every criteria with trust being its worst. As like in nineties down lie, yeah. As in yeah out so the yeah, worst. Yeah. Exactly. Um my perception of this, though, is that it's not really TikTok's fault as the platform. I think people really enjoy TikTok at the moment. But I think it's that it's part of the the population's general perception of social media as being untrustworthy. And I think it's just been bundled into that.
0: That's a really good observation, that, because I can't work out why TikTok is so low because it doesn't seem to be associated with that, Yeah, um, you know, let's face it um, – If Twitter was a bar, okay, Mm. and you walked into Twitter, if you didn't get whacked over the head by a barstool in the first probably minute, you're lucky. Mm. But there'd be a barstool flying over the bar somewhere. Someone would be throwing their drink against a wall, if not against a person. Um, Facebook is probably a tamer bar than that, um, Mm. but there's probably still a few punch-ups. But I thought TikTok was the sort of more fun place. Yeah. So it's surprising, but your theory on it, sounds pretty good i i, I would think that's a, a good theory about where social media sits mm. especially in the eyes of some of the other brands that you mentioned in there i mean how, how do you compare for instance social media to the likes of toyota samsung honda oh, yeah but it's a good exercise to do that it is
1: it is no i, I did fascinate me the TikTok one i mean the only way i can see TikTok, you know, in its own way is affecting its scores with some of the ads that it's starting to put through the platform. Okay. It's starting to look like a bit of a, deal of a billboard, pardon me. Yeah. Um, you know, you open it up and you've got a sticker in that corner, a sticker in that corner. But look, that's not going to impact trust at least at the moment in my mind. So, yeah, I think it's just been bundled up. Social media people don't trust. Yeah. Look,
0: really interesting stuff. That's uh, a survey that you can go and have a look at yourself. If you want to get some information, look at each brand as it's broken down. What's the weekend like for you?
1: Just working. Just some non this weekend. Just working, yep.
0: Non-stop. Yep. Well, hopefully it's a fine weekend.
1: I hope so. I hope so. It's been so wet.
0: It has been. At least we can get maybe a few fine days in a row. Keep an eye out for the podcast with Professor Simon Jackman when we'll talk about all things election and Simon's view on those, Mm -hmm. fresh from the US back in Australia, his views on how voters in Australia behave compared to how voters in the US behave and what it tells us about engaging with audiences. Until next week, Jordan, enjoy the weekend. You too.